0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The episode you're about to listen to was recorded as a follow-up to parts one and two of our Special Needs Special Mamas episode, long before we even knew what the coronavirus was. For a peek into what it's like to have a special needs child during quarantine,
3: check out part four with Haven Burton. All parts of our conversation are available wherever you stream your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Mamas Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush.
2: And today, this is part three of our Special Needs Special Mamas uh, series, basically. Yeah, we talked so much
3: last time, and we didn't even really cover everything that we intended to. And I feel like we're kind of calling this maybe the, I don't know, the lighter side of loving a child with special needs um, and all the joy and goodness that comes from it and what it means to do that and also be a working artist mother in our industry. So we have Neely Bassman here. Hi. uh, And we're going to get Haven Burton here and again. Real life happens. Yes. Her daughter is sick. And so we're making it happen, making Uh it work. Yep. So thanks for coming back and joining us,
4: Neely. Thank you for having me back.
2: For sure. Um, Well, you want to just jump right in with, uh, well, we did one of these already today. Can you tell?
3: (laughs)
4: Um.
2: (laughs) No, it's a lot. I was like,
4: wow, they're back
3: in it. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into how being a special needs mom affects your career. Because we all know being a mother affects your career in different ways and you have Mm -hmm. to make adjustments. But I do think there are specific ways that um, the responsibilities um, of having a kid with special needs affects the work that you take and the work you're able to do.
4: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, definitely after my daughter was born and she was my first child, you have this idea that, oh, you're going to get right back into work and your baby's going to fit into your life rather than the other way around, which we all know is hilarious <laughs> now that we have children. <laughs> um, But specifically after Ever was born, I I was home a lot longer than I thought I would be. I did like a day here and a day there and on-camera stuff, but I felt like I needed to be home to be there for all of her therapies and to help her grow and develop in a way that obviously I hadn't anticipated. Um, There's just something... it's just more important. <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, I knew I was never going to have this time back. And everyone just kept telling us that this time period between yeah. birth and three years old was like the most important and the most dire time for development for all children, but especially our children. Which and- I understand,
3: but man, it puts so much, oh, pressure, so much pressure, right? Yes. And now being on the other side of it with kids that are older than that age, it's like,
4: no, they're continuing to grow yeah. and
3: change. It didn't stop, you know. Yeah, and totally. I know that that's different for everybody. And mm-hmm. if you're listening, that's not your case. Um, and we're empathetic to that. It's just there's a lot of pressure surrounding it. And so mm-hmm. I understand why you felt like you couldn't go to work. Yeah.
4: But also once the therapy started happening and the, the specialists started coming to our apartment, which is the great thing about early intervention <laughs> up to age three is that they come to you. Thank God. Um, I wanted to be there. You yeah. know, I didn't want to miss it because I felt like this is the time when they're going to tell me something that's detrimental and super important that I have to keep doing with her. And there were moments that I felt like, thank God I'm here for this. And it just felt like that's where I needed to be, yeah. you know. Um, and I did miss working, but I, it's like you didn't. I didn't have enough headspace to think about that Yeah. Uh, most of the time during the day because my days were about – what can I do to help her roll over and and to make sure her muscles are getting stronger and getting, excuse me, getting exercise and and that, you know, she can get strength in her mouth and her tongue. And I don't even remember, it's all a blur now, but at the time, every little thing seemed like this is going to affect how she walks when she's 20, you know, and... In some ways, I do. I do believe that. I, I think all the work we did then, in every area of her life, in the in the physical therapy, and the speech, and the socialization, in in being together, um, I do think it is a large part of why she's doing as well as she is now. So I have zero regrets, of course. Um, but it was a lot of work, and it was unexpected right. work, and and I definitely stayed home longer than I, I anticipated.
3: And how did you handle going back to work? How was that transition for you and, and not being there for a bedtime and the things that, um, I don't know. I, I feel this way for me with a special needs kid, uh, Things are really specific, um, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, Elin struggled with language for so long, she couldn't um, express her needs. Right. And so I had to kind of anticipate what all her needs might be right. and educate someone who might be watching her on on that and what it could look mm-hmm. like. Whereas, you know, my... Three-year-old right now. When I leave him with a babysitter, I'm like, "Don't worry about it. He'll
4: tell you." Like, I don't, you know,
3: there are certain things I want to happen a certain way, but Mm -hmm. he can express
4: what he needs. Right. I, I actually came across this the other day because I was going through an old computer. I had like a five-page document, (laughs) and at the end it said, "Ever for babysitter." Yep, I have so many of those, (laughs) and I, and every time I gave it to a babysitter, I would say. Forgive me, I used to babysit. I don't mean to be telling you things that are common sense, but I also want to give you all the information you need. So so please know I'm not talking down to you, but use what you need and and disregard what you already know. But this is just makes me feel better that I know I'm giving you all the information I can. Because, you know, with ever we taught her sign language very early on. And it was a game changer, a lifesaver, because she really she she would she had maybe three words when she was two. Mm-hmm. And she really wasn't saying sentences until she was three and a half, you know. And uh, so she did a lot of signing the first couple years of her life. And some of them were very clear signs and some of them were Ever's version of signs, you know. So I would try to show the babysitters, (laughs) this means this and this means that because we knew what she was saying, you know. But the people who didn't know her that well were, you know but just think, oh, look at the cute little face she's making or gesture she's doing, you know, and it meant, I need water, please, you know. Um, so, yeah, I had a five-page document of what her signs looked like and, like, what her movements looked like and how to get her to sleep because she is the worst sleeper on earth. I love you very much, child, but whoo! <laughs> um, it was a chore. Um, so... That's,
2: uh, <laughs> did you, did you go back to Chicago before Tennyson was born? Because I didn't. I, don't, yeah, I gave,
4: say. I left, I gave up that job. Yeah. So, um, that was not mine to go back to. Um, I really didn't do eight shows a week until ever was
2: four. And by that point you had Tennyson as well. I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I did readings. I did short gigs. I did television. I don't think I could have done eight shows a week because I was. Uh, I was going to say the other main way that it affected me, and me specifically, not all special needs moms, but was the sleep deprivation. Yeah. She just was not a sleeper, and I couldn't have done eight shows a week. I wouldn't have been able to take care of. My family, I wouldn't have been able to take care of myself at all. Um, so that's a large reason why. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 also, you know, the jobs. It's not like I people were begging exactly. me to come <laughs> into their Broadway <laughs> but shows. I mean, you, did, but you, I wasn't actively seeking it out because right. I knew that I I wasn't equipped to represent myself the way that I wanted to.
3: For sure, right. for sure. And that's mm-hmm. a legitimate worry, mm-hmm. even as a mom. Even you know, yeah. with not a child without special needs, It's like, right. am I going to be Especially if you if you do take a step away, like, am I going to be as good at this as I used yeah. to be? When the good yeah. news is, you are. It's going to be fine, but it's you know it can feel very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you are sleep deprived, everything is harder. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh my god, mm-hmm. the sleep deprivation. I mean, I I I I don't have a lot to add to that conversation, <laughs> but I know I've been with you, Neely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, those mornings on the bus, especially once Tennyson was born. I mean, it's like. Oof. Between ever and then having an infant, you know, I know that there were nights that you literally slept for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's and to know that that is night after night after night. I don't know how you guys. And then you it. went and I mean, did Chicago, and then you, and then went, you went, to, went to the show. And then you were so, doing a show, so basically, you never slept. So, yeah. <laughs> so you are a superhero, basically, or a lunatic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a
3: little bit of lunacy. Terminology. At, yes. Subjective. It? <laughs> exactly. But it fed, it, prob- it fed you, right? Doing the show. I it's, always feel it. like when I am working, it feeds that other part of me um, that has existed forever. That Absolutely. part of me that existed long mm-hmm. before I was a mom. And um, I do feel it that it makes me a better mother when
4: Absolutely. I work. Absolutely. It um, makes me a better friend, yep. wife. Oh, yeah,
3: same. And it, and being a mother makes me a better artist. It's like mm-hmm. a symbiotic relationship. It's actually a wonderful Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, but it does feel kind <laughs> of uh, insurmountable. Yeah. In the moment,
4: uh-huh. and it, and as insurmountable as it was when I was doing it, prior to that, it would have been impossible. Right.
3: Right. I feel like I kind of had the opposite because I was I went back to a show that I was in. Prior to right. to having Elin, and so I went back into this thing that I already knew, and to be quite honest, Elon, the sleep issues with Elin didn't come until she was much older, probably because she was on she was heavily medicated. I now have the uh, hindsight to see that um, that's probably why she slept so well. Um, but and her therapies were during the day, so I didn't, I wasn't in rehearsals, so I didn't miss out on that. Mm-hmm. But now I I'm really struggling isn't the right word, but you know, she goes to school all day and then she has therapy at home. And a lot of the therapies that we're working on are daily living skills. So teaching her how to dress herself or physically helping her because she has a lot of fine motor issues Um, or put her laundry away Just simple things that are teaching her safety in our house that you can't touch a... Knife And if mommy doesn't say you can go out the door, you can't go out the door. These are things that uh, kids on the autism spectrum don't um, inherently glean from their surroundings. They need to be taught in a very specific way about it. And I am a huge part of her therapy when she gets home right Mm -hmm. now we do these, it's like, it's called parent training. So I do these ABA trials with her, with the therapist watching me, and they take data on it to see how we can get and uh, to the next phase and how we can improve. So I keep thinking oh, how I would, you know, I need, to, if I go back to work, which I want to do, I would be leaving at this time. Right. So it just requires some creativity, right? And, and, everything's workable and it's, it's figuring out, well, that maybe that means we have to do therapy at a different time so that I can be a part of this, Mm -hmm. or we can video in with our BCBA, board certified behavior analyst to, to do, to to have a conference. You know, there, there are different ways to go around it, but logistically it is different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't have those hangups with my son. Sure. He's going to miss me. And he's going to be like, I don't want you to go to work. But I also know that if the babysitter tells him to go get his pajamas on, he'll go get his pajamas on. Like it's exactly. not, you know, or, or, or maybe he'll put up a fight, but he's physically able to follow that direction. Um, so whether he's emotionally in the moment ready to do so is another story.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good point too. That it, in as much as I wanted to be there for her to learn from the specialist, I we was have to learn. Yeah, they I,
3: taught me everything. I can't yeah. believe how much I know and how to. Um, parent her. And funnily enough, I was at a a forum at my daughter's school last night and it was for typically developing kids. And it was all about teaching self-regulation. So um, teaching a child to be able to identify the fact that they are having an emotional response to something um, and how to handle that. Like saying, it's okay that you're angry about this, but instead of throwing something across the room, you can say, I'm angry. I need to go into the other room for a minute, whatever it is. And there's so many principles that I have been taught as um, a parent of a kid on the autism spectrum that apply to neurotypical kids. I've noticed that too. And I feel like Finn has has benefited from it, even just from seeing it in action. We have a therapist in our house almost every day of the week and he sees it and he's like, huh, so if I do that, then this happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's a lot of
4: good that comes from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, you saying, it's amazing how much I know. I still feel like I don't know <laughs> well, yeah, Truly, Truly. five years, but, but I know what you mean. Well,
3: especially in the middle of the night when the, your child won't go yeah. back to sleep and you're like, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to fix this.
4: I yeah. don't know how to fix this. Yeah, because uh, your brain... Yeah. stops working exactly. in short circuit. Exactly.
2: Well, I mean, and that's something with the therapies and wanting to be there. That's something that's a struggle just with having a job in town. So I'm yeah. sure being a parent of a special needs child, you don't even probably entertain yeah. the notion of going anywhere. Yeah. not yeah. At yeah. Like Going I out of w- town you know, is really I feel like affects your career.
4: Like you and I had kids. What are they? They're not a even month. a month apart. Yeah. Right? Like barely. Yeah. And I feel like there were like six of us pregnant at the exact same time within three months. Like so many friends had babies and I would watch people go out of town and they're like, this is the time we can go. Our, our kids are our babies. I can bring yeah. them with me. And it just, and I was like, I can't that. do that. Yeah, I have to be here because she has to have her therapies and, you know, and you yet, just
3: do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. And, and this is a very specific experience that I had. And I, but I do think that <sighs> I, I'm not trying to discourage anybody who who was in the same position as I, but to but to encourage you to think outside the box and box and see what you can make happen. So when, Gr- Elin was three, um, and I was pregnant with Finn, an opportunity came for my husband to go to Australia for three months and set the Australian production of Book of Mormon. Be going to Australia has been on our bucket list forever. Like, since we started dating, we always talked about going. And it was like, oh, my God, we have to do this. And then it was like, how do we do this? At that point, we were driving an hour to and from um, an ABA school for Elon to go to every day. So we'd leave Hoboken at 7 in the morning and come back at 4. Sometimes we'd come back and forth, but whatever, and then go do our shows at night. Um, and it just was like how like you talked about that specific period of time, like we can't lose those three months of therapy. So I started like investigating schools in Australia. What? How can we make this work? Also, if we pulled her out of the school, we were going to lose her place in the school because there was such a long waiting list that, oh, that when we came back, we wouldn't yeah. have been able to, to take her back. And the universe. I mean, we did our work to find out to figure out how to make it work, and the school that um, she was at supported it, which was incredible. But we took a therapist with us to Australia, and uh, and look, it's not that we had a ton of money to do that. It was that the the school supplied the th- as an in home therapist. The therapy just happened to be in Australia. So that Amazing. was where our home was, and she lived with us. And I mean, we gave her room and board and whatever, but it was a game changer and it allowed yeah. us to have this like incredible experience that when we got the diagnosis I'm like I'm never going to be able to do anything like yeah. that like that's it it's over mm-hmm. um so there are ways to
4: absolutely I totally agree and it is a little easier when she's three than like three months oh. <laughs> totally. totally different yeah. I not. But, it's not the well, same situation now,
2: like ever is doing so well you know in mm-hmm. kindergarten and mm-hmm. Tennyson is like nailing it <laughs> 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 is
4: like My little boy is Tennyson. He just turned two yesterday. I can't oh, believe so it. So cute. He was just like, here
3: and he's, ugh, delicious. Like, hey,
4: Tennyson, you're two, you're two. And his face, his little face is like, wait, I thought I was six.
2: Um, <laughs> What do you do? Is there? This is probably laughable. I think I'm a lot of like about. I know what self-care. you're gonna ask. <laughs> yes, it's laughable. I know. Um, Is there any time? Like, I know you people ever
4: tell have, me how important it is, and I, I really
2: have to do it. I mean, like, I
4: think that's great. For, come babysit my child, right, and right. I would love to. Right. I mean, I think
2: that's for moms and <laughs> general, yes, right? It's, sure. thing, like, it's always a struggle to find any kind of self care. So, but with that said and acknowledging that that's absurd, probably do you have any moments? I mean, Tennyson is still at home, right? Like yeah. every day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So,
4: I mean, now everson's in school full time. Right. So, um, specifically being a special needs mom doesn't prohibit me right. of that, but I'm still a mom of a small child of, yeah. who's, um, I was going to say preschool age, meaning before school, but then that sounds like preschool age right. and he's younger than that. Um, Right, he's yeah. still younger than that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let it go, of the baby. No, yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't I don't know. I mean, you try, you do what you can. I have a supportive husband who tries to, who is amazing with the kids, and you know, he. We've actually, we've actually worked out a situation where he, once a week, will take Tennyson. And he takes him skiing. <laughs> oh, <perfect. laughs> he's teaching him how to ski because he's scary. Right. Okay. Um, and so I have time to work. You know, it's not, it's not like I'm going to get, you know, going to the movies and getting manicures, but I have time to work just for a few hours every yeah. week. I know it's coming, and it changes everything, mm-hmm. you know? I, can, I feel like I can organize my life and stacks of papers and do some writing or work on an audition or – you know, just breathe for five minutes and yeah. feel like I can reset and get ready to to start the next week, mm. and that has been a game changer for sure. Um, I also try to schedule my doctor's appointments around that time. You know, if I have to <laughs> uh-huh. do that, but um, and just you know, we try to spend time as a family when we can because uh, that whole last year when I was doing eight shows a week and my husband was working full time and. The baby was a baby. It, it was. We didn't have family time. It just didn't yeah. exist, and it was really hard. So, in a way, that's a type of self care. Even though I'm not by myself, and it's totally. important. so how you part. fill your that's cup. Good. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 One of the one of the ways, and and also I've been trying to have a a, a date with a fellow mom. We were doing it every couple of weeks, but it, then the holidays kind of screwed <laughs> that up. We got to get back into it of kind of a. Uh, um accountability night where we get together and we talk about our goals and and just have a minute to, you know, child free and um at night when the kids are sleeping. Um so that's helpful as well. Awesome.
2: Yeah. I love that what accountability. Do you, care? do you do anything? <laughs> I <laughs> do
4: something. I do a lot
3: more now. What
2: you do? Well your workout class that yeah. you love. I've I've oh, always oh, been like I've always like
3: just Kevin. been such a physical person that I know that working out is for my mental health mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, I just feel like a different person on the days that I do that. Um, and I had been teaching um, fitness for a while, and I found that when I was teaching, I wasn't taking the time to do it for myself. And so it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to take it a step back. Because I was also performing at night, so there just wasn't enough hours Girl. to do it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I – uh, when as you were talking about it, I was like, oh, this is gonna change for you though. Like mm-hmm. as, as Tennyson gets older, like Finn's older, he goes to school three days a week. Yeah. Um, he's not as as needy in every moment. Like the other day, he was like playing with his alpha boss, and he's like off in the family room. And I'm like, this is magical. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like hanging out, I'm making dinner. I'm sure he's like talking to me, but I but I'm not ha- having to be with him, you know, every right. second of the way. Um and so you will it's get coming. more time. You will That's get what more people time. keep
4: telling. It me. is. It really is. <laughs> you will.
3: You will. And it's imperative because because I like when Elon gets off that bus and and Finn gets up from his nap. I'm like, okay, for the next You're four right. hours we are in it, and yeah. it is intense. And and elon has got therapy, and we've got to figure out a way. And and strangely enough, Finn is involved with Elon's therapy. Like they they have this like turn taking program that they're working on to t- to um, foster her ability to socialize with other kids. And so it's like, we're in it. It's intense and we're in it. But it, but if I don't do something for myself during the day, I, I'm much worse at that at night. Yeah. Um, and my weekends are tough because grandma's on a show schedule. Yeah. So he's not home at all. And so, I, I mean, I commiserate with Eric because you had... At Chicago, oh, yeah. you had five show weekends, weeks. right? So, oh, yeah. so I know that he went through that with the kids mm-hmm. on the weekends and it's intense. It's um intense. and to that end, when you were talking about Eric, I need to shout out to my incredible husband. I don't, I mean, I'm just gonna start crying because he's just like the most amazing human on the planet. <laughs> and I would not be able to do what I'm doing without him. And he supports me every step of the way. And he is an incredible, incredible father. Um, and has always had such a special connection with Elon, which which kind of brings me to my next thing. We were talking about like maybe having a funny story or something about our kids with special needs because, you know, we've told a lot about what's what's difficult about it. Um, and just the other day, you know how like Apple Photos or whatever pops up and says, on this day, <laughs> however many years ago, this happened. And it shows you a photo or a video. And it was this video of Elan at the dining room table. And it obviously was a night that, or a morning that I had slept in. And Grandma gotten up with her, so I'm like coming out of the room and I'm videotaping her, and she has just always just she's Daddy's girl. She loves Graham so much, and they have such a special connection. Um, I mean, she calls for mommy in the middle of the night, when she's of set, but um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But she's obsessed with him, and and has always like if they're the two of us are there, she prefers him. So in this video, I'm walking in, and she's like banging on her or her plate and he's bringing her some eggs for breakfast and I'm like hey Elin good morning how are you and at this point I'm gonna say she probably had like 10 words total 10 i'm I'm being very liberal with that she's two and a half um and she goes hey <laughs> and then she goes bye-bye <laughs> and I was like Okay, I know my place in this world, and and I showed it to her, and she thinks it's the funniest thing, and so does Finn. So now all day long they're saying, "Hey, bye bye." But in that moment, I like I just remember being like a crushed that my daughter didn't want to be with me. But all I could see at that time was what she wasn't able to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all I could see when she was young was like all the things that she wasn't doing, and I looked at that video, and I'm like. She has known how to communicate mm-hmm. her needs
4: mm-hmm. from
3: the get-go. She's been able, I just couldn't see it because yeah. I couldn't get past that it wasn't the way a typical kid might express what they needed. It
4: is, it's amazing how well they adapt with what with, with their capacity. Exactly. It really, it's kind of blown us away. It's, it's crazy. But I remember speaking of the, the sign language, it's the same kind of thing, you know, those were the words she said. Yeah. She had, she had hey and she had bye-bye and she got her point across. <laughs> she, and by the way, ever does the same thing. She'd be like, nope, bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't <watch laughs> you. we're like, okay, oh, okay. got it, got uh, it. But there was a day, she was probably too a young two, and we were having breakfast at the table and she knew the sign for grapes and she knew the sign for red. And she kept saying red, grape, signing she said, I want red grapes, red grapes. And I was like, you don't have their green grapes. You want strawberries? Oh! And she smiled and, and nodded her head. Yes, yes. She put it together <sighs> yeah, with what incredible. she had, That's awesome. red grapes. She knew it was a fruit and they were red. Yeah. And I was like- you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I was like, Eric, Eric, come here. Look what she just did. It's so <laughs> crazy. They, they, like you said, that you really do
3: adapt. I mean, yeah. Elin did it the other day and she has these words. So I'm not sure why she didn't say that, but she was drinking her water and she goes, you drink this mommy. And I went to take a drink and the straw wasn't working. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> instead of saying like, it's not working, which I know she has the words to do, but in that moment she couldn't find it. But she's mm-hmm. like, you drink this. And I was like, well, oh. Got, there it. You go. Got it. Go. Let me fix that for <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, it's fu- so funny, right? Oh my oh gosh, Oh, gosh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a previous episode, we talked about all the people that have come into our lives and have helped us um, on this journey. And whenever I like watch award shows or whatever, and people get up and thank their team, which is you know their <laughs> their agents, their managers, their publicists, their stylists, all that, which is whom they should should thank. Uh, I always think of the team that we have for Elon. <laughs> and I always think of like all the people that I, I want to thank. Um, and I have along the way, clearly, but there are people that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Um, and yeah. So I don't, do you have the same experience
2: and do you have people that you? Of course. Yeah. Well, you talked uh, on a previous episode about one of her therapists who's moved away and still checks in. I mean, I'm sure the list goes on and on, but that's one that Uh sticks with me.
4: She was her very first special ed teacher, started with Ever when she was three months old and basically spent a year teaching us how to help her and Ever just loved her immediately. And so did we. She was kind of just like this ah, like coming through the door. I'm like, help me, help me. And she still is, you know, when I'm stuck, she lives in Colorado and she teaches kids and she has her own kids now. And, and she's still always there for us. And I'm just so grateful for her. Um, and then also ever special ed teacher from preschool who I'm sure that you encountered cause, uh, um, Jessica because our daughters went to the same preschool and she was there with ever two hours a day they call it a see it a special ed in Someone
3: it, just said that word to me last night, and I was mm-hmm. like, I've never heard that before because I was talking about AIDS, and yes. I got it.
4: Yes, yes. Okay. It's like a one-on-one special ed teacher that comes in for part of the day into her so, gen ed classroom okay. to, to help modify things and help out. I think that's a New York City term because it doesn't seem and to the, carry over everywhere. And they go into everywhere.
3: a gen ed classroom because, like, Elin mm-hmm. has a one-on-one aid, but she's in a self-contained classroom, not gen ed, but that one-on-one aid But goes that's with a para, everywhere. right? That's a para, That's yeah. a different exactly.
4: thing. Yeah. So the see it as is is an educator- and and the teacher and the para is, um, yeah, so like for health and safety. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although yeah.
3: these, her para now does has learned like how to teach her the principles of ABA and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Because they learn that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Um, but this woman. Uh, So the first woman I was talking about is Brenna and this woman, Renee, same thing. She just became part of our family. She would come to our house when Tennyson was born. You know, it's going to be easier for me to come to you. So she would come to our house and she just, especially during that year while I was working and things were so hectic and so tired, (laughs) she just got it, you know, and she would send me emails saying hey I just wanted to give you a heads up that this deadline is coming up or this workshop that's, is that's happening uh, and oh things that God. like so useful. you're it, it's like I had a wife <laughs> 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 reminding me of everything that I had to do before I had to do it she was amazing and 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 Renee as well I'll text her and say hey do you have any ideas I was having trouble with this like behavior thing that's never happened before and and she always has an answer that I'm like I feel like I should have known that. <laughs> right. um, yeah, so. We all need a wife. Yeah, <laughs> I say oh, it all the gosh. time. Uh-huh. All I was just listening to time. a mental
3: load podcast on my way here, and I was like, that is an episode we have got to do. <laughs>
4: yes. A <laughs> mental Legal. load podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's so descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> for
3: motherhood, mental load. Um, I... In in keeping with that, I made a list of I, all list, the people. This list, you guys, I can look at um, it, and it's, And, it, oh and God, I'm sure amazing. I've missed a lot of – I'm sure I've missed people, but um, I'm just going to go down. And this started when Elon was nine months old, and this does not include doctors, um, but these are all the people that have touched our lives. And I'm just going to say first names, but OTs, Christine, Catherine, Marty, Megan, PTs, Lisa, Romano, Jenna, Speech, Tom, Mark, Lauren, Kristen, Erica, Wendy – BCBA's ABA therapists and administrators, Mel, Colleen, Robin, Jamadi, Eileen, Marlena, Katie, Jen, two Sarahs, Sienna, Jess, Luz, Megan, her teachers, Megan, Kim, Erin, and her paras, Wendy, Erica, Maddie, Mary, April, and Erin. Those are all the people that make my daughter's life better. Um, and also, and make my life better. Mm -hmm. Um, so many of them I put, uh, her in their care. Uh her well-being is 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 in their care especially when she goes off to school. Um and then people that come into our home and are in our home and it's so personal. Mm-hmm. Um they get to kind of see they see me at my worst. Oh, I know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um but they also are kind and generous and um they are a part of our family. Mm-hmm. Um and I just want them to know that if by chance they listen in, I doubt they will, but I just want to give them a shout out to the team. Shout
4: out. <laughs> well, now I feel bad because I don't have a list. <laughs> <laughs> I only do that because I, I do have forget. I people too. I know you do. I know you
3: do. Um, But you gave them a wonderful descriptive ways in which the people have changed your <laughs> life. Yes. And their yes.
4: So. But I will say, I mean, there, there are so many therapists and then there are, the special the ones really really special, really special yeah. ones that have changed her life and have changed our lives yeah. and and not just the therapists but I'm going to get emotional now but my mom friends have changed her life dramatically and changed my life dramatically i mean from The second day of Ever's life when I didn't realize yet, we didn't know yet she had Down syndrome and I didn't realize yet she wasn't able to breastfeed and I had horrible mastitis and I didn't realize it and I was so sick and I didn't know why. And my neighbor, Bridget,
2: Bridget. I will never
4: forget, just literally went to the store, bought everything I needed and brought it to me. I didn't even know what I needed, just brought it to me. And over the first year of her life, I can't tell you how many times I ran into her walking the dog and pushing the stroller with tears pouring down my face because I was so tired and just didn't know how to function. And she scooped up the baby and said, go home and take a nap. I mean, she saved my life. And it was Bridget. I'm going to forget people. Allison, Sarah, Joyce, Elena, so many neighbors, Jacob. You, Jessica, everyone, so many moms that just took her when I needed, when I was desperate. You know, it just, and she loves all of you. She talks about all of them. You know, it's, you know, it's, I was going to say it's the The village. village. It's, it's, it sounds so trite, but it's so true. And it has, you've all become family and it has saved us, you know, and it's so much a part of who she is because she grew up surrounded by, love and community, yeah, you know, and it's, it's made her as loving, excuse me, as loving and social as she is, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: it's awesome.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. I love, we can end it on that note. (laughs) What what better way? No. Just the joy and the love and, and the, the village mentality of being a mom and how important it is, no matter what uh, life your child has, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Neil. Thank
4: you, guys.
2: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talkin' Loud. Special shout-outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson-Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward-Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like
3: what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.